Welcome to Season 4 of the Rooted in God's Word podcast. I am Becky Meyerson, and I am so glad that you are here. This season is all about everyday women praying for the ones we love and the issues of life with a heart filled with faith, truth, and God's Word. Do you ever take time to pray and can't seem to find the words? Do you forget to pray for the main issues of life and the people you love? Me too! Do you feel like your prayers are limited and not as effective as they could be? Or have you become lazy in prayer or lost heart? I understand. Just like you, I know prayer is important, but life gets busy, I get discouraged, and my best intentions disappear. That is about to change. Get ready for a supercharge into your prayer life. This podcast season corresponds with a study guide now available on my website called Pray and Don't Lose Heart. Working through this study guide will help you develop a plan to become re-energized in prayer. Follow the link in the bio to purchase this study guide. I have invited my friend Pamela Nelson to co-host this podcast season with me. Pamela is an ordained pastor, senior spiritual director, certified biblical counselor, and certified life coach. Pamela lives in Montana, a place she calls three miles from heaven. And I live in Minnesota, the land of lakes, forests, and family farms. Today, we each have our cup of coffee at our desks. Our hearts are connected, even though we are a little over a thousand miles apart. And we are looking forward to spending the next few minutes with you. So no matter where you are today, welcome, enjoy the podcast, and stick with us to the end because we are going to be praying for you. Are you ready? Let's head into today's podcast. Hello, friend. I'm so glad you joined us. During today's podcast, we are going to talk about praying a blessing of growth and fruitfulness into the lives of people and situations. And I want to start with just reading Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11 to us. It says, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Pamela, don't you just love those verses? Oh, that what an incredible <laughs> promise. I mean, yes. it, it will accomplish all yes. I want it to. It will prosper mm-hmm. everywhere I send it. It always produces fruit because, because it is the living word of God. And I think though, what we have to, you know, really attend to when we're thinking about uh, producing seed and bread, like all of those things come after a lot of work is done underground, (laughs) Mm. you know, underground and wow. And in different seasons, you know, Mm -hmm. truly that there are seasons where things lay dormant and then Mm. they come back to life again. And there is that winter season. And so um, oh man, I remember a quote from Christine Kane that says, you know, do not put a due date on God's due season. Mm. Right. And wow. we, we even know in a growing season that depending on when the rain and the snow stop, mm-hmm. that our crops are going to harvest at a different time. Mm-hmm. And so it says it will accomplish, but his timing 
is very much different in every season of our lives. And wow. so we, we can't be comparing our current season to a different one. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at the almanacs and say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, here in Montana, we have the, the big measuring stick is is when can they plow through the going to the sun road at the top of Glacier <laughs> Park so that everyone can go through from the east side to the west? And I think I think this year was the second longest date as far as it being furthest out. I think it was July 10th, maybe. Oh, my like, goodness. Yeah, there was just so much snow. And, you know, so everything here, as far as the growing season goes, everything here is just incredibly delayed. Be just because of the this sort of weather pattern that we were in here, but it's been very different around other places in the country. And there's been incredible heat waves, I think, in Minnesota, from what I've heard from my friends there. So just, if, you know, again, we cannot put a due date on God's due season. And there is a lot of work being done underground. And aren't we grateful that even if we can't see it, that it will accomplish its work? That is so good. So my sisters and I, we grow organic garlic up Uh at a farm that we own in Northern Minnesota and we plant garlic in the fall. I I know most, most seeds go in the ground in the spring, but Mm. garlic, you take that bulb of garlic and you break it. I'm sure there's a sermon there (laughs) and and you take that one clove and you put that clove down in some nice fluffy dirt and and, and cover it up. And then you, we cover it with straw and we pretty much leave the farm. We leave it until the next spring. And, and I do not really know the science of it, but why did that bulb need to be in the ground Mm. to then form a bulb with now the one clove forms a bulb with six to eight cloves? Wow. You know, the fruitfulness of that, what happens it's, it's kind of like the other bulbs, you know, what other bulbs, irises, or, you know, some of those others have to be planted in the fall. Mm-hmm. It's like they needed that winter. They needed something oh. during that underground time. Yes. And the same is with garlic. And then it pops its head up, you know, <laughs> April, May, wow. um, at, through the straw and through the mulch and everything. And then yeah. we start start weeding. We take care of the weeds then, <laughs> yes. but you are so right. What's happening underground, mm-hmm. you know? And it, to some of my clients, I say, please, please, uh, I apologize for my language, but sometimes these seeds have to push up through a lot of crap <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in order to start to, you know, form something and for God to use it for you to see that there's been any progress and it, and right now you're, you're in the, you're in the stage in between the planting yes. and the being able to seed it. And it may feel <laughs> a little crappy, but, but it will push through. Oh, that is so good. So we are on lesson four this time, just talking about, well, the blessing of growth, but also we are in, in the Lord's prayer. We are on verse 12 and forgive us our debts. Also, as we have forgiven our debtors, Pam, in this whole lesson with the blessing of growth and then also the forgive, forgiving as we've been forgiven, what, what has really stuck out the most to you? This is a very, very powerful part of this prayer. And, um, you know, in some versions, it says transgressions. Um, mm-hmm. I love that you brought out the word debt, debtor relationship, because a debt is something that, that tethers us 
to something that is weighty. It actually anchors us down in a way that doesn't let us move forward in the area that we want to. When we do not ask for forgiveness, we literally are stuck in our sin. Hmm. Um, we, we have the gift of salvation. We, God paid such a high price for us to have the freedom that we have that, that he paid for so that we could be forgiven, hmm. but he has given us free will and we need to ask for it. We need, that's this daily repentance that allows us to live in the light of freedom that literally lightens our load. It lightens our step. And in Proverbs 28, 13, which you have written out on page 50 of our study, it tells, tells us that people who conceal their sins mm. will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. Uh, in James, it talks about confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. And so mm. in those safe spaces, it's again, not, not just between you and the Lord confessing, but there are times that we need to come into accountability with one another to mm-hmm. say that, that mm-hmm. listen, this is not about living a life that looks good on the outside. This is about that heart transformation that we talked about last time, mm-hmm. that about our motivations, about our why. And, and we need to invite people from the body of Christ to come yes. along to make sure that we are every day mm-hmm. um, receiving that canceling of a debt. Because if we can't receive forgiveness for ourselves, it's very difficult to recognize what true forgiveness and canceling the debt is for others. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I, you know, I hear from especially clients then come in and in any capacity, whether they know the Lord or not, that they say, oh yes, I have forgiven. Mm-hmm. And then I ask them, so, so then you have completely canceled the debt for that person. They no longer mm-hmm. owe you anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> And, and here's the thing is that there are natural consequences to when we have, um, when we have sinned against somebody, when, you know, say for instance, if we have stolen something, if, um, if there's something that we have been convicted of and, you know, within the spiritual, we are convicted of our sin, but the wonderful thing is that Jesus Christ came and he paid the price for that. We just have to recognize and walk into that freedom of mm-hmm. the price that he paid. But mm-hmm. if we are holding others then to owe us for that debt, we mm. truly, we truly haven't canceled it. And, uh, and we really haven't forgiven. And, and you've heard it described before, I'm sure that forgiveness is like an onion. We do become aware at different points where our mind and our bodies get triggered that there's another layer of hurt mm. or, or mm-hmm. offense. So, so we can have that initial forgiving for the facts, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, and then we release the natural consequences to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps that means that we have to set up some boundaries. Uh, boundaries, again, aren't meant to push people away. They're meant to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. And so within a healing process, it's good for them and it's healing for me. But uh, when I become aware, then again, where, ooh, there's, ooh, there's another <laughs> trigger point there for me, then mm-hmm. I get to choose again. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to once again, release them Mm -hmm. and to release me from them. So they are not tethered to me as well. Mm -hmm. See, I don't, I don't want to carry around this, this ball and chain in the, in the spiritual. If I'm, if I'm feeling heavy, most likely it's because I'm being poisoned by offense. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what, that's what offense is. It's a poison. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So this, this is such, a, such an important part of this amazing mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. that the Lord invites us to prayer because it truly is about our freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, it says in Galatians 5, 1, it, it is for freedom mm-hmm. that you have been set free. Therefore mm-hmm. stand then and no longer put on that yoke of slavery. And mm-hmm. that yoke of slavery is that offense, is that unforgiveness, is that is that choosing to not live in the freedom that we have been given in Christ, um, but we are free. And so yes. we get to stand up then and stand tall and walk in that freedom and walk in that liquid love that forgiveness actually <laughs> gives to our life. Mm-hmm. It goes in every mm-hmm. part. And, you know, it's just, if you, if you describe it there, it goes into every crack and crevice and it just, that love washes over you and you, and you get to breathe again. Mm-hmm. And it's the gift of forgiving and being forgiven. So good. You know, one of the Psalms um, that we read is Psalm 32. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it, my Bible doesn't say it. It says a Psalm of David, but I wonder if this is the story of Bathsheba. Mm, yes, I, is, know. Is, I think that this might be the Psalm yeah. uh, that was written um, that came out of his heart, but, but we were to read Psalms 32 and then jot down key phrases and words. And yeah. this is what I wrote down. Some of the, these key phrases that really impacted me as I read this Psalm, there is joy when forgiven. When I refused to confess, my body wasted away. God's hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated. Don't drown in the floodwaters of judgment. Don't be like a senseless mule that needs a bridle. Unfailing love surrounds those who trust God. You know, it just so reminds me of David. And like you, we said in a previous podcast, David asked questions. He would like, he, he sounded pretty judgmental at some of the beginning of some of these uh-huh. songs. I mean, yeah. he's just laying it out there in all truth, yes. you know, yes. and that's what he's doing here. It's like, my body was totally wasting away because mm-hmm. I held unforgiveness. I held sin in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he ends with unfailing love surrounds me when I trust God. You know, it's just, I love the way his songs end. it's, there's that hope, you know, but on page 50 in the study guide, I wrote a quote that I found a study from John Hopkins medicine that said that medical researchers are showing that people who won't forgive often experience increased heart rate and high blood pressure and their bodies become susceptible to fatigue, colds, and infections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It compromises our immune system. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. What does, what does Susie, our friend, Susie Larson, what does she say about what happens? She says what happens in our souls happens in our cells. Yes. Yes. Yep. How true is that? And that is exactly what David was saying here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was sin in my soul. There was unforgiveness yeah. in my soul. I was yeah. angry, whatever else. And my body started wasting away. Mm-hmm. I love how science proves the word of God. <laughs> I know. Aren't we seeing that over and over and over, over again? <laughs> over and over and over. There was just a study done um, at Baylor University about the power of prayer and about how how those that that regularly pray, that especially when you are suffering in areas of anxiety and depression, that it actually thickens and gives you more ability to have resiliency 
against that and to wow. be able to to walk out it with uh, less effect. And, and, and again, there are there are things that happen naturally in the chemicals of our brain that some people need support mm-hmm. and assistance in it. Mm-hmm. But part of that support that the, you are much more likely to walk in a, um, a healthy pattern when you are in that pattern of praying regularly and science mm. is proving it. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. So good. Well, one of the things we do in each one of our lessons is to head over to our prayer worksheets. In lesson one, we listed specific targeted prayer requests. In lesson two, we caught the vision of heaven and prayed and stood in the gap Mm -hmm. on earth. In lesson three, It was all on the power of God's word and really praying the promises of God specifically for people. Well, in this lesson, it is the blessing of growth and fruitfulness. And, you know, as you look through your worksheets, what what did you add to your worksheets, Pam? Well, I've actually had this on my list the whole time. I just haven't mentioned Mm. it yet. And so I've been praying all of these things into, into a relational struggle. And, you know, I am guessing that um, some of the women who are listening to this have had struggles in their life with friendships or struggles in their life with family members. And um, it truly is one of the things that that hurts at the level of taking your breath away Mm -hmm. and whether they feel misunderstood or whether they cannot understand something that has happened in their life, that it it feels like a fracture Mm -hmm. and um, and it breaks your heart. And so, you know, I have one of, one of these relationships in my life and I have been praying that the Lord would come in and bring understanding to myself and to this other person that I love dearly. But it also is something that as, you know, as we look at forgiveness, you know, in this, in this place is that, you know, there are different perspectives for seeing things and we can rise up in wanting to be right and be so wrong. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, so I have had to, you know, just really say, Lord, what is my part here? And ask forgiveness. And, and on, on some levels, I feel like the soil has not been ready to hear that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my prayer has been this whole time, Lord, would you soften the soil? Because mm-hmm. I, I can't want healing more than this person wants it for us. And, um, and it's my, my true desire that there would be a repair, you know, and part of the repair process is, you know, owning, here's my mm-hmm. part of what needs mm-hmm. to be repaired. Here's, here's what I learned about me. Here's what I've learned about you. Here's mm-hmm. what I would love to do differently next time. But if, if they're not ready to have the conversation, then our prayer is Lord, let me keep praying until it is ridiculous to do so. Hmm. Let me have that, that mm-hmm. resilience and that persistence and that continual working of the ground in my heart mm-hmm. so, that, so that my heart doesn't get hard mm-hmm. and I don't rise up in, in any way allowing in the grief of, of the loss of closeness mm-hmm. that there would be, that I would become closed off. Yeah. And so I am, I am praying that within that, that the Lord, the Lord will keep my heart soft. And you know what happens when our heart gets soft? It, it's just more apt to be hurt. You know, hurting means that we've loved and that we do love. Mm -hmm. And when we love, just like the Lord, we have hurt his heart. And so we understand his heart there. And, um, and my heart 
does hurt, but I want to keep my heart soft Mm -hmm. and I want to keep my heart tender. Where, where we can armor up here, ladies, is to not believe the lies of the enemy, of the accusations that are untrue. Yes, and so, amen. So, so here we do have to keep taking those, those thoughts captive, as you were speaking of mm-hmm. Becky earlier in another lesson, that, that are not, we're not believing things. We're not walking in shame. Shame is self-hatred at my expense. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we're not in that place of constantly um, groveling, but, but we're coming humbly. And we're coming in a posture of love and, mm-hmm. um, and we're seeking to repair. So we're mm-hmm. oftentimes we have connection in relationships, and this can be in friendships and family or in marriage, there's a disconnection, but we don't know how to reconnect. Mm-hmm. And so that, that reattaching in a safe way at the right time for both people, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm praying in my prayer circle for this relationship. Oh, man, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm coming under conviction here. Okay. I need I need a new prayer worksheet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have not, I do not have, you know, all of us uh, have relationship issues. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. I have not targeted a prayer worksheet. Mm-hmm. And oh. I think that I really need to, I need to, you know, get my list. I need to really seek heaven on earth. Yes. Yeah. And then begin um, praying the promises of God's word and the, yeah. the promises of blessing and really take this, this word of forgiveness that we've talked about today, mm-hmm. really to heart. Mm-hmm. Really to you heart. know, it softens us to that person. You, you can't pray for someone yes. and, and be angry and be offended yeah. and, yeah. and not, not want God's perspective for them. And I, I do want to mention that, you know, at the end of the book of the, of Job, almost the last chapter. When Job chooses to pray for his quote unquote friends mm-hmm. who did, who did not bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he chose to bless them and pray for them, then he received his healing. Mm-hmm. So, so this truly also heals our hearts yes. when we are praying for them. Um, mm-hmm. Circumstances, we can't control the outcome of that, mm-hmm. but we can control how we respond in it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you will, you will never be lost when you choose love as the, mm-hmm. as the way through. Mm-hmm. And so just, we want to pray that over, over all of our women today. Yes. Pam, would you do that? Pamela? I, I would absolutely. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, you have, you have given us the command in the new Testament, really one <laughs> is that it is the command of love mm-hmm. to love the Lord, our God. with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And then to love our neighbor, our neighbors who sometimes are our neighbors, but Mm -hmm. others who are are related by blood, others who are related by the blood. And to love them as we have received the love of God for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what he says is that he loved us while we were still in our sin. Mm -hmm. We loved us while we were the messy seed underneath that Mm -hmm. soil that needed to push up through and Mm -hmm. show something that flourished. That's where he loved us. Mm -hmm. He loved us and he sacrificed for us. He gave his son for us. He died for us. He came because he wanted to have relationship Mm -hmm. with us and gave up everything for that. So, Father, I pray that we would embrace this part of this prayer that you have yes. so graciously given us. Yes. That that we would um, that you would forgive our debts, and that we would be able to forgive our debtors, Lord, mm-hmm. and that they are directly correlated 
um, Father, that in the forgiveness that we have received, then out of the overflow, then we can forgive others. And that every day, every moment, if necessary, you say in the scripture that we read this last week in Matthew 18, how many times should I forgive? Mm. 70 times seven. Mm -hmm. So there is no limit on the amount of times. And then Lord, I just want to pray for that woman right now that feels Mm -hmm. like there just is no hope of repair, no hope of reconnection. The fracture just feels so, so deep and so Mm -hmm. hurt. Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, you come and you hold our tears and collect them in a bottle. Lord, you know where things are painful. And yet, Father, you want us to continue to ask and to seek Mm -hmm. and to pray over all of these things, Father. So would would we continue to pray? Would you have us pray until it's ridiculous to do so, which is pretty much as long as we're living. (laughs) And so, Father, we are are part of a body, a body of Christ. And when one part of the body hurts, we all do. Mm -hmm. So so I also just want to invite the sisters in Christ to pray for one another. Yes. Just come and wash over with your liquid love. Mm-hmm. Our friends, our friends who are hurting, mm-hmm. Lord, may they once again receive the power of what canceling the debt has meant for them mm-hmm. in their life with you. Mm-hmm. And may they have the grace to give it to others beyond measure, because your grace is measureless with us. It is yes. matchless. It is wonderful. Thank you. It Jesus. is powerful in Jesus mm-hmm. name. Amen. Amen. I am so glad you joined us today. James 5.16 describes what happens when you pray. The effective prayer of a righteous woman can accomplish much. That word effective is the Greek word energio. Did you hear that word energy in that Greek word? Effective means that God's activity and work is happening inside of you and the people you love. When you pray, God takes your invitation and steps into your life and starts working. So hang in there, keep praying, and don't lose heart. God bless, and we'll be back next week with another podcast.